episode 69 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on February 26th, 2018. It's the State of the Old Republic podcast. This week, the Winter Spring Roadmap of 2018 has arrived. I'll break down everything that's coming to Star Wars The Old Republic in March and April. The Traitor storyline concludes in Game Update 5.9. What has two thumbs and predicted we were going back to Nathema? Spoiler alert, this guy. BioWare is running a Share the Love promotion, time is running out on it, but I'll tell you what it's all about. And with that, it's time to make the jump to Lightspeed and check out the State of the Old Republic. Welcome to Episode 69 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and as you heard in the opening, I have another great show lined up for you today. As always, let's start with some announcements for the Old Republic. First up, I'm back from vacation and should be on my regular schedule now and able to deliver you a podcast each week, at least until I'm not. Once again, there is not much to announce right now. The Conquest schedule is shrinking again, but currently on the schedule is Total Galactic War, which begins on February 27th. And on March 6th is the Rakul Resurgence on Corellia, which means the Rakul Plague Event on Corellia. What happens after March 6th is anyone's guess, because on March 13th, Game Update 5.8 goes live, and it includes the Conquest revamp, which I'll get to in a minute. So that's it for all the of the announcements. Let's slice the holonet and get to the news this week. The big news is that the Winter-Spring Roadmap is here This is the third roadmap from producer Keith Koenig, and unlike the previous two, Keith chose to take a different approach and deliver it via the forums. The good news is this allows him to get information out to us a little faster. The downside is it's lighter on some of the details we've gotten in the other roadmaps and covers a shorter period of time. Eric and Keith have begun to fill in those missing details by answering questions in the roadmap post, and there will be additional blog posts to explain things like the conquest changes and the new augments. Yes, more augments are coming. In a blog post I wrote on February 14th, I said I had low expectations for the roadmap because I thought it would cover a lot of things we knew were coming. I like it when developers surprise us with things we didn't know were possible, and we didn't know we wanted. Unfortunately, the roadmap was mostly a confirmation of things we knew were in the pipeline. That said, I'm excited about what's planned for March and April with Game Updates 5.8 and 5.9. Let's start with Game Update 5.8, Command Authority, which is coming out on March 13th, 2018. Game Update 5.8 focuses on four key areas, Operations, the Conquest Revamp, returning companions, and the cartel market. I'll go through these one by one. Under operations, this is what Keith had to say. Isaacs the Destroyer, the fifth and final boss from the Gods from the Machine operation is coming. There will be two modes with Isaacs, Story and Master Mode. 
Keith also said that this also means we will not be offering a full master mode for all bosses in the operation. This was an especially difficult decision for me to make, as I have loved the interaction between developers and our rating community. Yet, based on what we're planning for this year and beyond, it's better to focus on the upcoming group content. We are going to run a special Isaacs event for those who are worthy enough to defeat him. Everyone who does will have an opportunity to receive a new achievement, a special and unique title, and a new and very enticing legacy-based reward. Note will deliver the title and reward when we launch Game Update 5.9, The Nathema Conspiracy. So Isaac's difficulty has been an unnecessary source of confusion because Bioware has referred to the harder mode as both Master Mode and Veteran Mode. Eric Musco clarified things when he wrote, Technically speaking, Isaac's is being released in Story Mode and Veteran Mode like all of the other gods from the Machine bosses. However, he is being balanced as if he is Master Mode difficulty. You might compare him to the old hardware bosses back in the day. Again, technically, there is no Master Mode Isaacs, but when you play Veteran Mode, it's going to feel like there is. It's really quite simple. Any plans for Master Mode gods from the machine have been scrapped. Isaacs will be released in Story and Veteran Mode like every other boss in the operation. Isaacs' Veteran Mode will be extremely hard, kind of like every other veteran mode in the operation. Or so I've been told, I've not actually run any of them in veteran mode. So no master mode gods for the machine after all. As Keith stated, based on what we're planning for this year and beyond, it's better to focus on the upcoming group content. Master mode operations never quite fit after the changes made to the game in Knights of the Fallen Empire. They had this it-goes-to-eleven feel to them. I'm just imagining the planning meeting for Isaacs where someone finally said, why don't we make veteran mode a little harder and make veteran mode the top mode and make that a little harder? And some junior designer probably said with a confused look on on their face, but ours go to master mode. I don't know if this means the end of master mode for future operations. However, I'd like to believe that sacrificing master mode for the earlier bosses was done so they could focus on a new operation and one that will be released in its entirety right from the start. And then we have the Conquest revamp. Keith wrote, We have all enjoyed receiving our rewards each week. Okay, in reality, we've had our fair share of issues this past year. But going forward, we want Conquest to be a consistently fun activity for guilds and individual participants. As a result, we've made substantial improvements to the Conquest system, including a new interface, new daily objectives, new missions, and more. Most important, we have written the back-end system to ensure you benefit from your weekly efforts. Look for details in an upcoming blog or forum post. A new conquest vendor will appear for those who complete their personal conquest each week. It'll initially have decorations and a new companion boost called the Commander's Compendium, which will increase your active companion to influence level 50. The Commander's Compendium is a gift that can immediately raise the influence level of your companion to 50, but it's expensive, requires some crafting, and requires you to complete your personal conquest objectives before you can purchase it from the vendor. Conquest changes were teased in the Autumn Roadmap, so it's no surprise to see that they're finally happening. I like Conquest and participate in it every week. 
I'm fortunate that I'm in a guild that consistently tops the leaderboard each week. However, I would love to see changes that make Conquest more competitive for everyone. I'd also like to see changes that make it more alt-friendly. It would be nice to have the objectives all be character-based and done in a way that doesn't blow the leaderboards all out of whack. Conquest was one of those topics that was light on detail. Players did ask questions about it in the roadmap post, to which Eric replied, These are all great questions. I'm going to be posting a separate write-up about the Conquest changes. I don't have timing yet, but it shouldn't be too far away. We can then address any Conquest questions in that thread. Now, the Commander's Compendium, which allows you to instantly boost a companion's influence to level 50, is an amazing reward that just might get me running Conquest non-stop on multiple tunes. I doubt if the item will be BOE, but I do hope that it is legacy-bound. I'm very curious to see how they implement this. Moving on now to companions, Charles Boyd and Eric Musco described 2018 as the year of returning companions, and it's going to ramp up in Game Update 5.8. There's the Arkin Romance. Everyone's favorite former villain has had a change of heart and may be more available than he was previously. Imperial agents will see the return of Vector Hillis, easily the best member of the Killick Hivemind. Ashara Zavros will return to the Sith Inquisitor's side. How, thing, how will things go with her former master? Now, Eric confirmed that the Arkin Romance and other Companions Alliance alerts will appear once you've completed Chapter 9 of Knights of the Eternal Throne. And for Arkin, you also had to choose to let him live and accept him as a companion. No going to the Companion Terminal and getting him back that way, and voila, instant romance. Now I'm a bit on the fence about having to finish Chapter 9 of Knights of the Eternal Throne to qualify for these alerts. I haven't completed it on many characters, but will now have to make that a priority. It's just the price of an evolving story. Finally, in Game Update 5.8, there will be some big changes coming to the cartel market. No details were given in the roadmap, but we can expect to hear more as 5.8 nears its release. So that's it for Game Update 5.8, which brings us to Game Update 5.9, The Nathema Conspiracy. Game Update 5.9 focuses on two key areas, a new Flashpoint and more returning companions. Let's start with the Flashpoint. As Keith wrote, this year's story has shown the final ramifications of the path that Valkorion first chose when he devastated Nathema. So it's only natural that we go there to bring that story to its exciting conclusion. Now, as someone who is often wrong and never in doubt when it comes to predicting things, let me just say that I was ecstatic to learn that we are going back to Nathema for the end of the story. If you recall, after a traitor among the Chiss, a lot of people believed that we were headed back to Oricon. Rather than explain it all, let me fire up the Wayback Machine and take you back to December 4th, 2017, and episode 62 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. Let's see where you're hiding. There it is. Of all the planets in the galaxy. Of all the places indeed... There has been some great speculation on where the conclusion to this story is going to take place. The popular choice right now is Oricon. This is based on the location on the map that lit up when Theron was looking at it. 
If you take the map at face value, then the, lo the location looked to be in Imperial space, and the closest known planet to that location is Oricon. Also in the Autumn Roadmap, Keith Kanig stated that the conclusion to the story would take place on a planet you probably wouldn't expect to return to. And Oricon certainly fits that description. It's a good choice, but I'd like to offer up a better one. I think we're headed back to Nathema. Why Nathema? One, we're still playing Knights of the Eternal Throne. And two, I believe that this super weapon represents Vitiate slash Valkorian's last stand. It's his contingency plan in case things went wrong. Also, Oricon isn't exactly hidden. And I, don't, and I don't just mean because we went there to defeat the Dread Masters. This was a world known to the Sith Empire. The Emperor sent the Dread Masters there to conduct research and later allowed them to build their fortress on Oricon. While perhaps not significant to the greater galaxy, this world and what was happening there wasn't exactly a secret. Not only that, but as far as we know, Theron doesn't have any history with Oricon. He was not part of the Dread Masters' story. Would he have known about the events that took place there? Sure, but I don't know that he would have reacted by saying, of all the places. That was a reaction that said, I can't believe I'm headed back to this awful place. Zyost would be a better choice than Oricon, as it's a place that Theron spent time on, and not just for the events that took place right before Knights of the Fallen Empire. He went there as part of Operation Endgame, which was told in Drew Karpishin's novel Annihilation. And then there's this secret map. Nathema was a world that Vitiate worked very hard to keep hidden. Here's a quote from Lord Scourge in the Revan novel, also by Drew Karpishin. Once it went by another name, but that name has long been forgotten, just like the planet itself. The Emperor erased Nathema from the history books and the astrogation charts to hide all evidence of his crimes. Lord Scourge said Vitiate kept it hidden to hide his crimes, but I think he also kept it hidden to protect his secrets. Of course, if he didn't want it to be found, why have a map to it? As I said, this may be his contingency plan in case he ever did die. Ah, Nathema. Well, while we get ready to return to Nathema, there are a few more companions returning to us. Felix Arezzo, the Jedi Consular's loyal soldier, has had a rough time these last few years. Can the Consular help him? Mako and Akavi, bounty hunters and smugglers, are reunited with this duo who've been working together during the player's absence. Mako and Akavi will be available to both the bounty hunter and smuggler, and all of the returning companions will maintain their original weapon types. I think that's good, but I wouldn't have minded at all if Vet had kept the option to use a hand cannon. I know a lot of people can't wait to get Mako back. She's the one I'm most nervous about. I romanced her on my bounty hunter, but then hooked up with Lana. I'm not sure what to expect, but the fact that she'll have some firepower by her side in the form of a Kabi spar does not bode well for a happy reunion. To make matters worse, I'll have to give her the sad news about Torian as well. My only hope at this point is that Mako and Akabi have a thing going on. Now, as part of the Nathema Flashpoint, BioWare is introducing a new set of augments, and here's what Keith said about that. We've added powerful new augments for those who need additional stats to help take down Isaacs in Master Mode, aka Veteran Mode, <laughs> or you simply want to be OP. 
In this new Flashpoint, we'll provide legacy-based crafting patterns, bind and pick up, which will drop randomly off mobs and bosses. If you're one of the lucky ones, you may also find a bind on equip version of the same patterns. We'll follow up with the materials needed to craft the augments. Of course, anytime they introduce new augments, it raises questions about class balance. Eric confirmed that there are some utility changes planned for 5.9. Nothing specific was mentioned. One thing that wasn't mentioned in the roadmap was PvP. Eric said that Season 9 will likely end this summer. As for other changes, nothing is planned in the short term. The final leg of the roadmap was a look at what happens after April and Game Update 5.9, and here is what Keith wrote. As we look back to 2017 and now beyond the conclusion of the Trader storyline, we are planning to continue delivering content in the same manner throughout 2018. When you look at the total year, you received a wide variety of both multiplayer and solo activities, including a new story, strongholds, starfighter updates, a new war zone, two new flashpoints, and a new operation, along with many many quality of life improvements. We heard feedback from some of you indicating you missed having a more traditional expansion and you'd rather wait so it all comes at once. I like having updates released regularly versus waiting long periods of time in between patches. Although this remains our current plan, we are also laying out what we'll include in a 6.0 game update. We'll keep you informed of our summer, fall, and winter plans throughout the coming months. We look forward to expanding more on what you can expect in 5.8, 5.9, and beyond. As often as we can, we will be around in this thread to answer your many questions about those updates. Looking forward to having some good discussions. We now know what is coming in Game Updates 5.8 and 5.9 and when it will arrive. What will happen the rest of 2018 is difficult to see. As Yoda said, always in motion is the future. BioWare is struggling to figure out what the right release cadence is for their content. As Keith mentioned, He prefers having updates released regularly versus waiting long periods of time in between patches. I have to agree with Keith. Getting something new every month or every other month is nice, but that doesn't work for everything. Getting a new story chapter each month like we did in Knights of the Fallen Empire, I thought worked out well. Releasing an operation over the course of a year is utterly absurd. I assume that when Keith talks about 6.0, he's referring to a new expansion and not a game update that's tied to Knights of the Eternal Throne, but it's not at all clear if that's the case. If 6.0 is the next expansion, then we probably won't see it until fall or winter, unless they plan to release a series of 5.9.x patches, it will be a long gap between updates. That's the winter-spring roadmap of 2018. I liked the new format of posting it on the forums, and I hope that Keith continues to do this, especially if it means giving us information sooner. I'm looking forward to to game updates 5.8 and 5.9, but I was hoping for a few more surprises. The Commander's Compendium, a new set of augments, and no Master Mode for Gods from the Machine were the only things that I didn't see coming. The Conquest revamp, the Ark and Romance, returning companions and Isaacs, were all hinted at before, even Nathema was solidly on my radar. The coordinates are locked into the Navi computer, 
and we know where we're headed for the next couple of months. Let's reunite with some old friends, spark a new romance, and see what fate has in store for us on Nathema. We're going on the next road trip. want to go along on this road trip that is Star Wars The Old Republic, the best way to do it is to subscribe to the game. In episode 68, I talked about why I love the game and so should you. Hopefully, if you were on the fence about subscribing, you took advantage of the Share the Love promotion, which ends on February 27th. Depending on when you were listening to this, the promotion may be over or you're staring at the 11th hour. The promotion is pretty simple. You can earn a Chiss Speeder, a Force Veterans Armor Set, and 30 days of free game time. Eric clarified the rules last week, and he said, For the extra 30 days of sub time, an account must have not been a subscriber within within a 90-day window before February 13th. If they qualify based on that, they must become a subscriber and redeem the code SWOTOR Share the Love by February 27th, and then by March 2nd, they will then, they will receive an extra 30 days of sub-time added to their account. For the Chiss Speeder and Armor Set, an account must simply be a subscriber on February 27th to qualify. The items will be granted to you on or before March 2nd. So that's it. Pretty simple. Like I said, if you have a never subscribed or have a subscription that's lapsed and weren't subscribed any time within 90 days before February 13th, then you can enter that SWOTOR share the love code by February 27th, and then you'll get this extra 30 days of subtime. You still have to activate your subscription and pay for one month. You're just not getting uh, game time for free. You are going to have to pay for one month, and then at which point you'll get an extra 30 days added to your account. So I hope that makes sense. Again, ending February 27th, so time is running out. Now, the Chiss Talon Interceptor and Force Veterans Armor Set are the rewards from the recent NVIDIA contest. You know, the one that nobody who actually plays SWOTOR won. I have to say kudos to Bioware for finding a way to get those into our hands. And it should be noted that this speeder and armor set are part of a series of subscriber promotions that Bioware has planned for the next few months. It's nice to see a little bone tossed to those of us who choose to subscribe to the game each and every month. One final note for today. Last week, I talked about some of the great content creators and influencers out there, and I neglected to mention the Star Wars Escape podcast. They do a great job covering the game and should be on everyone's must-listen-to list. Thanks to Zen for straightening me out on that. That's going to wrap it up for today. Let me cut in the sublight engines and cue the music and congratulate you on surviving another half hour listening to episode 69 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Buzzsprout. You can also listen to the show directly from the show site, which is 
SotorPodcast.com. And there is an RSS feed where you can subscribe to the podcast directly. If you have a question for the show, you can email me at SotorPodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet your questions to at SotorPodcast or send me a direct message. And be sure to follow me on Twitter to get the latest information on the podcast. Look for episode 70 on March 6th, 2018. Until then, remember the Sith Code. Cake is a lot. Thank you.